0: Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Mad Men Recap. This is Paul. This is John. And uh, we are uh, sans Kate tonight. She uh, She's actually, believe it or not, at the Golden Globes, John. No way. Yeah, she's at the Golden Globes. We, uh, we didn't send her with a camera or a mic, so it'll all be word of mouth. All right. Um, but she's there covering uh, the show for uh, the Mad Men Recap. We actually right. uh, scraped together some funds from the sponsors, and uh, that's where she's at. Can't wait to hear the stories when she gets back. I tell you what, she's a partier, John. I tell you. She oh, just man. won't stop. She doesn't stop. She's not stopped. So uh tonight, uh, everybody, we're gonna do we're gonna do two shows. Uh or two episodes, I should say, because number one, we're having a hard time keeping the three shows under an hour. And uh, let's be honest, you don't want to listen to us for more than an hour. And uh and and we're also not going very in depth, John. No, we've gotten a couple of Emails pointing out some things that we missed and some very valid stuff. Mm-hmm. Extremely valid. We have the best listeners on the Intertron, John. I think you're right. Uh, so tonight we're going to do uh, Red Redden the Face and the Hobo Code. All right. Uh, in these two episodes, we learn it's Chip and Dip and uh, I'm a Whore Child, which I think are, uh, are two important things. All right. Well,
1: let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get started right off with the, the red in the face. This gets uh, started off with, you know, Don going, I, I don't know about you. This just really creeps me out, the whole Don and the shrink. It does. You know, behind the back, finding out what she's talking about. I don't disagree with anything the shrink said, you know, <laughs> that she's, she's got poor emotions, the death of a parent, deeper issues, jealousies. All those things are accurate. You, just, mm-hmm. you feel bad that, that it's getting reported to Don.
0: And he does later in the episode kind of pull that out on her. Absolutely. I feel like I'm living with a child. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Which, in that situation, he was acting like the child. Indeed. Indeed. But, uh, you know, that was just a, a quick opening scene. And uh, we, we had the Roger drinking his milk and vodka.
0: Hey, first of all, that's gross. Who drinks milk and vodka? It's but called they, White Russian. That's what, what I was just going to say. It's not a White Russian. Well, uh, I don't know if you remember, John, but I'm lactose intolerant. So I've never well, had yeah. a White Russian. Do it with lactate. Fair enough. All right. Uh, which is, I mean, which is kind of awesome. Now he's doing that for his ulcer, right? And that's that's pretty helpful.
1: Not not the vodka. Maybe. No, but the, yeah, the the milk. You know, back in the day, the calcium drops the acid level okay. helps out with the ulcer. Fair enough. And then we get, to, you know, we learn they're still trying to do the Nixon thing. Uh, Bert tells him a great story about about smoking, and Roger doesn't take any heed.
0: He does have a great line. He's the only thing. The only thing that, uh, that uh, I can gather from your story is that Hitler wasn't a smoker. And I am. <laughs> Which was pretty good. That, you know, I feel like when somebody, when somebody pulls the Hitler card, you've yeah. got to have a great out. And that, and, that, and that was a great out.
1: But, you know, I think even right here, the whole, I think the majority of this show is just a bad show for Roger all the way around. It's not a great show for Pete either. But, like, it starts right here. You know, he's got his partner coming down on him for smoking. Uh, You know, he doesn't get the girls multiple times. Mm -hmm. He's got problems. I I think what it comes down to is, I don't know if you remember a couple of shows ago, he sat down with Don, and he's like, Don, don't compete with Pete Campbell for the world. He's like, you are, and don't do it. Mm -hmm. And he does that. He's competing with Don Draper for the world in this episode. And he loses.
0: Well, and and that's, I mean, who's going to win against Don Draper for the world, John?
1: Nobody, Don exactly. Don Draper, he wins exactly, exactly. But anyway, so you know, that's, it gets started here where where he gets a little jab for all the smoking he does, and then he goes up to Joan. You know, he's like, "Hey, good news, uh, Mona's not around. You know, come come out with me, come home with me," and he gets he gets turned down.
0: Yes, this was uh, this was tricky. Uh, Joan's roommate, who also uh, it, it can can kind of be seen as Miss Cocklock. Uh comes in and just uh just just you know kind of says, Hey, we're going out for the weekend. And uh Joan just takes a small bag, which is kinda funny, because uh there's a lot of Joan and uh you would think she may need a little bit more than that. But no. No. No, she's she's low maintenance. Okay.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, so you know, she so Roger gets turned down, they head out, and then Don and Roger head out for a drink. Actually, this was really funny. When did did you like the scene? Roger goes up to Don. He's like, "What are you doing tonight?" Peggy answers, "Like I'll let you enjoy that one, sweetheart." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh okay. And then they're deciding to go out, and Campbell comes up and is like, "What's going on, fellas? Did I miss something?" <laughs> Roger goes, "Nope. Don and I talk all the time when you're not around. In fact, we're going to do it right now."
0: <laughs> Man, it just it just makes it just it just makes Pete look more like a worm. Than he oh, is already. Fantastic. I love. But it. That, you know, they're walking away,
1: and, and Roger goes, "Good night, Paul." <laughs> yeah, that was the best. Oh my God, that really was the best. <laughs> I, was like, I love doing that. <laughs> that was that was just great. You know, and and, and then we start sowing the seeds for what's going to be a just another creepy moment with Campbell. You know, he starts being nice to Peggy, offers to look at the copy. You know, does the whole "We're in this together," and it just it it feels. Dirty from the start, oh really, and it gets worse it gets were, worse
0: I, I maybe I'm easily uh easily tricked by Pete's wilds uh because I was like, oh that's really nice, just being so he's being so friendly and not creepy no, it's true he's he's i I just feel like there's nothing you can do uh, to get away from Pete Campbell's greasy grip, as I call it
1: yeah, no, it's I mean head to toe, the guy's slime, thank you and so Roger invites himself over practically practically. Uh, yeah. He, he does. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he's like, what's Betty making for dinner? And he goes on and on about how Mona won't cook. Yeah, yeah. So Don says they're coming over. Uh, and this was w- like one of the longer scenes, you know, that you see in the show. You know, this seemed to run forever. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the three of them together for dinner. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Roger's telling stories, Betty's being very interested i don't know do you do you agree with she being like i, I don't
0: I, I i would think that this is the kind of thing that y- you would want i mean you know i mean she's she uh, you see you see <laughs> sorry i'm trying i oh I, okay uh she went. she uh you know uh she had planned for her and her and don to eat and uh you see in the episode that uh roger gets the uh the steak that she was supposed to have she makes herself a salad. Uh, she's very, very uh, hospitable. Uh, Absolutely, she's I mean, friendly, she's, and engaging. She, I think she's doing exactly what she says to Don when he gets upset. I mean, he, she, it's his, it's his boss. Of course, she's going to be. Of course, she's going to be uh, extra friendly, extra friendly, and interested. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, I didn't. I, I agree. I don't think she was out of line at all. Um, maybe it was a different time. Who knows. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then Roger is clearly out of line where he gives her a little feel up and, um, you know, says she's been giving him hot pants.
0: That, that, no, that he's been giving her hot pants. Oh, that's right. I kind right. of thought that's was right. hilarious.
1: Yes. Yes. And says he'll be thinking about her. And, you know, again, here he loses because they're alone and he's he's hoping for a reciprocal, like, oh, you know, I find you so, so charming, so suave. Dapper. And she's, you know, she's very much withdrawn and is like, no, no, you know. Let me make some coffee. So, uh,
0: I, yeah, I, it, it seems it almost seemed a little out of character for Roger because he is uh, he's pretty slick and pretty smooth. And it's almost it, he, he would definitely know better than to do that, especially in in Dan's home like they're in his kitchen. I mean, OK, let's be honest. He was a little more than drunk. Right. I think that's the point. Uh, but still, I feel like, you know, like he says, uh, his generation knows how to drink. Uh, and when, I feel like when you know how to drink, you don't do, you still don't do, you know, that's right. like, that's like a drunken kid's kind of, uh, uh, move. Yeah. So oh, you're I, right. it, feel, it feels a little out of character for him. Uh, although it is, it does, it does bring, um, kind of, um, kind of a good, a good lasting tension, which you see throughout and uh, out the rest of the season between, uh, Don and Roger. For like the next three seasons, yeah. Because although you know Roger, you like you would think you'd be dying to be friends with Roger. He does things to Don that I wouldn't say are unforgivable, obviously, but are just not not cool. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Not cool, man. Know, And I,
1: I like how Betty stands up to Don instead of you know just kowtowing and being oh I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. You know, well, right. So, up. so
0: Don. So, we'll just explain it. Uh, Don goes out to the garage to get another bottle of gin left over from New Year's, and uh, Roger says those things to Betty, and then they hear they hear the garage door open, and he moves away from her before uh, Don can actually get in the room to see what's happened. Um, but still, you can tell that something something's gone a bit awry, and yes. and, and Betty keeps looking at um, at Don, and uh, Roger then leaves the. Uh, leaves the room. They have one last drink because Don goes back out there. Uh, Roger stumbles off to his car, forgets to turn the lights on. Actually, almost gets in the wrong car. That was funny. Yes, he was a little, he was he was a little inebriated, my friend. And um, then Ron goes, I mean, I'm sorry, not, who's Ron? Uh, Don goes back <laughs> in the kitchen and grabs Betty and is like, you know, I don't appreciate being treated like that. In my own, this is stupid. Being treated like that in my own house. Right. And uh, grabs Betty by the arm, and, you know, in a non-nice nor gentle way. And Betty's like, what are you going to do? Bounce me off the walls?
1: Yeah, I thought that was a great line. It was
0: a good line. And that, that's that's actually uh, uh, Betty really uh, standing up for herself. And not being a child. Because she could have easily been like, you know, like you said, whimpering or making excuses or being whiny about it, you know? Yeah. Not at all. Really balls to the wall. Uh, listen, what are you going to do? Hit me? Right.
1: Because that's, that's cool. And that's where he pulls out the I feel like I'm living with a child.
0: She's and, and why didn't she pull up? Well, me too.
1: But yeah, so a, a good scene, you know, a good scene, a lot of tension, indeed, uh, well indeed. done. And then, so after after all that's uh, done, we head back in the office, and this is this is where we get into the chip and dip. This was funny.
0: Um, you know what's funny? Uh, what I think is funny about it is, I mean, I don't. Is it, I feel like it wasn't that funny, but they kept just having him say it. It's a chip and dip.
1: Well, no, it's a chip and dip. I, I, think, I think really this continues to point out how emasculated Pete is as a, as a man. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. No, because you know, he, he goes through this. He explains what it is to the, his coworkers. They all mock him, not only for having one, but also for you know, being whipped into doing this at lunch instead of heading out to Ratazzi's and having a, a great time. And so he gets into the store to return it, and and this was this was great. The woman behind him is like, "Oh, newlywed." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm returning the gift." And she's like, "My husband's in advertising." He's like, "Me too. I, I, I don't know your husband." She goes, "That's because you're here."
0: Yeah, exactly. That was, <laughs> you know, nice. that,
1: that was yeah, well, that was. It's like you know, really a shot at the balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, and then again, just uh, that it's it gets followed up immediately with another shot at the balls. Because he's trying to be all smooth and suave with the woman at the returns counter. And his buddy Matherton comes up, you know, the tall, dark, and handsome type, mm-hmm. who the girl is blushing at. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, I think right there, Pete sees how he'll never be, even though he wants to, he'll never be that. He'll never be suave. He'll never be one of those stunning individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, slick, uh, you know,
0: Slick and or cool.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, so he can't get his, he can't get what he wants at the counter. He takes an awesome little shot at his his friend at the end.
0: Like by the way, Matherton, he's got the clap.
1: That was awesome. That was funny.
0: I do that all the time, John. <laughs> and you as a doctor, you could probably get away with that. What telling people that? Yeah, telling people that other people have the clap. I I could. Do you do that? Not as far as you know. That's exactly right, John. Because you're being recorded right now. Yes, yes. Good Nothing wise thinking. That's a doctor's mind right there.
1: Uh, so he gets he gets store credit, and he gets with a twenty-two caliber
0: gun. Yeah, and also that makes him look like a complete douche too. Like, hey guys, I got a gun. Okay. Yeah, I don't no, know. That was really, completely stupid. It really was. I mean, you're in Manhattan. What'd no, and that was also kind of fun. I mean, it, it, that was also I feel like kind of a, a play on the times. You know, the yeah. fact that. Uh, you could bring a rifle to the office and everybody's just like cool <laughs> you know? yeah you know what i mean no you're right there that was kind of funny and i mean i don't know if you could really do that then but i don't know it did it did seem to be like it did kind of seem to be a uh, a, a reaction that at least these the, the guys in the office would get like these characters would do that like yeah. awesome gun yeah let's point it around in the uh (laughs) yeah no kidding oh so stupid yeah it's pretty bad
1: but then you know so they go right from there to the meeting about about Nixon Mm -hmm. and you know how Kennedy's going to be the opponent and Cooper's positive it's going to be Kennedy Mm -hmm. and you know this is like the one time where Pete actually comes off as insightful I was going to say that too he he
0: has an amazing um a, a really good insight to uh why uh Kennedy will win above and beyond, you know, Cooper's insight, which was I don't know. What, what was what was Cooper's insight on, on why Kennedy would win? No, oh,
1: Cooper didn't think Kennedy would
0: win. Oh, I thought he did. I thought he said he'd win. No.
1: Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Cooper said Kennedy was going to win the nomination.
0: Oh, OK. The nomination, right, But he didn't say he was going to win president. Um, Pete says he is he's the Elvis of politics right now. That's, that's the, or at least that's, that's what's propelling him. He's more interesting. um, uh, No, 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 he doesn't say that. What he says is he goes, you know, who
1: else doesn't wear a hat? Elvis. And so, you know, Elvis is the guy that has captured the imagination of the nation. And he thinks Kennedy can do the same. Oh, no,
0: see, I thought, I I took it the other way. I thought that, that Kennedy, that he was saying that, the The generation that that is captivated by Elvis and those kind of that kind of uh media and young and um stardom are the same people that's going get that's going that are going to vote for kennedy I think we just said the same thing did we yeah okay good uh, all right, but anyways, he makes that insight you know from our <laughs>
1: point of view brilliant but He's completely thrown oh, to the shut,
0: side. Shut down.
1: You know, Cooper's like, remind me not to hire young people.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was great. You know, and um and so so you move on. Uh the next scene, uh, Don's just a huge dick. Yeah. You know, what he, a shot. When he walks home and uh Betty has this beautiful meal prepared. It yeah, does look he, good. And he's like, Oh, it's you, you do know it's just me. He tosses his hat on the counter, very condescending. I mean,
0: he was just an ass. Yeah, not 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 cool. Um, oh, and then the scene right after that, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, you see Pete Campbell at home, uh, sitting on uh, on his chair with the rifle across his legs, and mm-hmm. uh, Trudy is just laying into him about how oh that gift was you know that gift was meant for a wedding that was for us and you go out and buy a rifle and blah blah and I'm just like honestly. Uh, it's a good thing you don't have it pointed to her right now. And, right. Uh, but I think
1: I think the point of it was just to continue to emasculate this guy. Indeed. Because, the, you know, she if this was really a duplicate, she was a little over the top. A little over the top? Oh, yeah. Way over the top, yeah. Way over the top.
0: I mean, who cares?
1: Exactly. So, yeah, it was a great, really, you know, it was a really cool short scene. It was, it was good. And then we go back to the... Uh, office, and I mean this. This was just weird.
0: <laughs> I'm not kidding about this. Okay, man. <laughs>
1: yes, because <laughs> you know Pete. Um, Pete has Peggy uh, come in, and he just launches into this bizarre fantasy. Like he even admits that it's you know a fantasy after asking her a little bit about hunting. And, you know, says what he wants to do, kill an animal, cut out a loin, have some woman prepare it for him and watch him eat it. I mean, just bizarre. And then to make the scene worse, like Peggy gets aroused. Like, yeah. that's what I did not no, get.
0: That, you're right. You're right. I completely forgot. This scene was just unbelievably strange. Oh, and, my God. And, and and laughable because I, I remember I, I was I was watching it. And I felt like I was almost laughing at how stupid he was being. Like this, this to him was like super insightful. And he was like uh po- pontificating about you know being a uh a man. And you're just like, what what are you talking about, pal?
1: Right. And I think that's the point. I think he you know he he's under all of this stress. He's he always has his manhood challenged by everything around him. That's why that's a
0: fantasy for him. Oh, sure. To be, like, to be a man. And, but it's...
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, listen, just, John. If I was a that little down on my luck, I don't think yeah. I would sit on a couch and tell um, one of the girls at work about yeah. how I wish I could kill a deer and then have oh, some woman. But, yeah. <laughs> I but don't then, know. But then,
1: but then Peggy, I mean, she's like all flustered. You know, she's all excited. She
0: gets like the extra big Danish. I mean, it's just
1: crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know, it, but you know she's a little weird though. I mean, Peggy's a little off. She's a little strange. She is. You know I what I mean. Yeah. That's, so, that's uh, what makes her a good maybe character? Maybe she sits at night and dreams about uh, some dude bringing home a dead animal for her to put in a skillet.
1: Oh my gosh. I don't know,
0: John. These are things. These are things I'm foreign to.
1: Speaking of dead animals, in yes. the next scene. Uh, <laughs> We see Betty again. Um uh, no, this 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 was a this was I think this actually scene proves the psychiatrist's point from earlier. You know, she runs into Helen. Helen is a little off put at what happened, you know, and she confronts Betty. She's like, Look, you know, this is inappropriate. You don't give a nine year old a lock of hair. Like what is wrong with you? And instead of instead of Betty explaining, you know, what had happened with the bathroom mm-hmm. or apologizing she gives her a smack on the face and storms out. Yes. You know, I mean she really proved how immature she was at that scene. Right. And you feel a little bit bad for, you know, Helen, um, you know, undergoing that type of upset. I mean, it just it it, it really I think it's another reason why not to like Betty. Like she's just not she's not growing up.
0: Is um is it me or is Helen a little strange? No, she's very strange. Okay. But I think she's she's a great character. Um, yeah.
1: You know, and, and she's supposed to be different because she's the only person in the show that's divorced, as for now. True. You know, she's got the two kids. She's got a job. You know, she's a walker.
0: She's very different. She does like to walk, which is weird.
1: That's yeah, not true. Is, I don't understand.
0: I don't where, understand where. Where is she everyone, walking? Why is everyone so freaked out about her walking? Did I don't people know. not walk in the <laughs> in the sixties?
1: <laughs> Apparently not.
0: We don't walk. But
1: anyways, yeah. so that that's how that ends. And then, um, and then this is great. Like this is kind of the crux of the whole show. We got um, Donna Roger um, going out to man. I, you know what I didn't do? I didn't put this where it happened in the um, in the show. But it's actually a big a big thing that I didn't catch the first time. When Pete gets out of the elevator with his gun,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he walks away, and Don looks at him funny. And then Don gets in the elevator, and as the elevator is closing. He takes the, um, the operator and he pulls out some money. He's like, hey, let me ask you something. And I thought the first couple times I saw it that he was going to say, you know, tell me something about Creepy Pete. You know, tell oh, me no. about how weird he is. And it turns out that this was a bribe to shut down the elevator. Indeed.
0: No, no, I got that right away. I'm surprised you missed that, John. <laughs> I mean, you didn't No. No. It didn't make sense that when they got back... Uh... Well, because I had the, same guy? the first time, I had forgotten about that that interaction. Oh, that exchange.
1: Yeah. All right. But anyway, so now we're at lunch. Don and Roger going toe to toe. Toe to toe. You know, I mean, it's just full of this like one-upmanship, where well, you know, Roger yeah, but- says, "If you topped off your tank," and Don's like, "Oh, you're leading this dance. Yeah. I'm on the Roger Sterling diet." You know, I, he, Roger says, "I always thought you were a man who could keep up." And he says, like, if you keep matching me like this, you'll have your own ulcer. I mean, it's just, all, it's just all about that. So
0: I'll tell you what one thing that's going to make you feel like you want to vomit uh, <coughs> oysters. Yeah, I, I can't really stomach more than a couple. I can't, one. It's, I don't know what it is. They don't taste bad to me, but man, they Are you like, They're, they're no. so salty. They're I, so salty. I like salty. Oh, uh, it, it's like punching yourself in the gut, though, an hour later. Now you yeah. pile thirty martinis on top of that, yeah,
1: Woof. Woof. yeah, <laughs> you're right, okay, but uh so they're they're just going going at it, and we get a quick visit back to the the draper residence, Francine comes over, gets the dirt on what happened with Helen, you know she says, you know, good, good riddance for Helen Bishop, mm-hmm. um just not not really a great scene, but
0: um no, but you know i think I think the reason that scene was important is because. Uh, you see what a, I mean, I mean, we see this a bunch anyway, but you see like the housewives are a close knit circuit, maybe faster than the internet today of an information channel, John. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, I mean, she, you know, she brought over that, that little shirt and says, Oh, Bobby left this. And immediately Peggy's like, this is your kid's shirt, man. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it, like she was totally just a ploy to get over there and find out what happened.
1: Right. And, right. Then, uh,
0: and then, you know, she's like, oh, you know, we're totally on your side that Helen Bishop can eat a bag. But uh, I don't think I don't think those ladies are on anyone's side. They are certainly just uh, fair weather friends, John. I just I don't like that, Francine. It's she just a, like
1: it's a poor it's a poor character. I love it. She's she's probably the most one dimensional character in the show. Um, well,
0: I mean, but she is she's the leader of the Housewives back oh, to Betty you know like I mean, she's the one that she's the one that comes back
1: I don't know I think Anyways. she's an important character yeah we're we're done with her okay um you know so we go back to the office and the elevator is out as we have established because of the bribe yes indeed and so they start the 23 floor trek
0: uh Roger fades he actually pretends to lose his tie clip at floor 20 I don't think that was a very good pretend nope they see wasn't. <laughs> they see some they, they see some kids making out in the uh The hallway. That was funny. Yeah, that was kind of funny.
1: But so they, you know, Don gets up. The Nixon boys are there with Cooper and Campbell. Don's like, "I'm sorry," you know. The the elevator's out, and Don looks together. You know, he has his hair back in place. You know, he's he looks together. When Roger stumbles in, he looks bad. I don't know if you saw this. He has sweated through his suit jacket. Yes, that was
0: that was impressive. I did notice that. That
1: was that was amazing. And you know, right when he says hi.
0: That was a great vomit scene, by the way. It that was, really- I really appreciated. You know, let's just let's just break that down shot by shot. Uh, it's a it's a three shot vomit scene. Um, you've got the shot you think they'll show where he's like, oh, right. And then you see a little bit of the vomit, but then they pull out and do a wide shot, which I really appreciated. You get a full on vomit shot, John. I know, it's just it, like somebody turned on the fire hose. Like holding hair back and everything. It was <laughs> it is amazing. Uh yeah. I uh I appreciate it. I appreciated the wide shot. Um I imagine they had a tube strapped to his face and uh a bunch of uh cream of mushroom uh streaming through it. It yeah. is uh, it is a good shot. And you know, and so Rogers sits down, they shuttle the,
1: the Nixon guys away from the, the v- emesis, the vomit. Yes. The um uh, don comes over and you know he goes you okay and i thought it was just a great look you know this yeah. is this is what i comes back to what i said before roger realizes he lost yeah you know he couldn't keep up he couldn't keep up in any facet of the game he lost and don knows it too because when he's walking away he has like you know he's got the biggest shit eating grin yeah, like the the way he said "good" and gave him like the condescending power. Yeah, on it was
0: really it was really the way that he he says. Yeah, and and I think Roger gets it too. Like Roger's like, okay, um, I'm sorry, sorry, I was, uh, you know, yeah, stepping no, stepping on stepping on your business. Uh, but I think Roger knows
1: it as soon as he sits down from the from the throwing up. Yeah. yeah. Now wait,
0: isn't in this episode he does he does bring in uh, a power a apologizing bottle of uh liquor of liquor to Don. Yeah and gives no. the worst apology known to man.
1: He, do- he does not really do it. You know, he he never really apologize he doesn't even yeah, you know, no, he doesn't say what he did. He doesn't really apologize. It's not really an apology. No, it, it was yeah it was awkward. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well as as it would be in real life, John, if uh if you pulled such a stunt. Fair enough. But you're a good drinker.
1: Yes, I would not do that.
0: John would not do that. John's a pro. yeah, you gotta hold your liquor. John's in the know how to drink generation. That
1: was part of the training
0: oh really boss i I feel like that is part of the training, actually, just to get off topic. uh If you can hold it together at the boss's house when you're getting hammered, you win. You're ready. <laughs> We're putting you in.
1: but no i think I think it was a good episode.
0: It was a rough episode
1: for Campbell again. A rough episode for Roger. Um, when is Pete you know, gonna was, have a good episode? Good, jeez. Well, well, he has a pretty good beginning. The next one. Okay. All right. You want to you know, take it off for the, uh, the Hobo, the hobo code. code?
0: The Hobo Code. That's true. It does. It does start uh, with with a a Pete Campbell win, you could say, uh, although still kind of rapey. Uh, we start off the episode, uh, in, at work in the morning, uh, Pete's in the elevator and Peggy Johnson, cause she's there early to write more copy, like a dog playing a piano. Well, no, she's
1: not writing copy. She's just, she's just like excited.
0: She's, oh, giddy, she's excited like- because they're going to present it. They're going to present it that day. Yeah. And so, uh, she goes into Pete's office and, uh, he is acting real weird, John, real, real weird. And then he says, do you know how hard it is for me to see you here every day?
1: I just want to say, he's not acting any more weird than when he told the story of killing an animal.
0: No, no, no. This is, like, yeah, this is in the same, we're in the same frame of mind here. Yeah. Killing animals. Like, and I, anyway. Uh, so uh, then they start making out and uh, get their way to the couch. Rapey Pete Campbell in uh, rapey Pete form tears her uh, tears her collar and shirt a little bit. And then they do the nasty, John. They do with the uh, janitor watching. He wasn't watching. I feel like that's uh, that's a little harsh to the janitor. You could see a shadow of two people getting sloppy in Pete's office, and he did he did get a little chuckle. But who amongst us wouldn't? I would not if glass, I knew it was Pete Campbell's office. There's glass, no chuckling. Glass houses, jam- Uh So uh, <laughs> so uh, after the janitor sees that, gives a little smirk. Uh, we come back uh, after the deed's been done, and they're uh, they're getting uh, they're getting themselves back together. And he says, "You know, I got to be honest with you, Pegs. I didn't, uh, I didn't read your, I didn't read your copy." And she says, "Well, that's good because I was worried that you didn't like it, and that's why you hadn't said anything to me." And uh, he you said, know, "No, it's okay."
1: What I thought was weird is like he must have said two or three times that he's got all these things going on in his head that he can't say. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder. It, like, do you think there's a little bit of schizophrenia?
0: No, John. He's an idiot. No voices. No voices. That's exactly. He has nothing going on in his head. (laughs) Would be the answer. No, I I believe uh, Pete, as as uh, maybe most guys in this area, maybe some guys now, uh, you just keep saying things like that. I think, Uh, you know, I love you, baby. It's just you know, you know, I love you, baby. Get out of my office. It was that kind of thing, you know. Uh, okay. Peg, Peggy's really sharp and smart. Uh as she's going to leave the office, she picks up a uh, a folder, so it looks like she was doing something in there besides Pete. Hey-o. Oh no, Paul, you're wrong. What? She picks up her copy, which oh, she had. Was left that with. her copy? Now are you yeah. sure Yeah. That was the copy she left. Either way, it's a good thing to uh to have in your hand when you're walking out. <laughs> yeah, and then you know we that was
1: just but why? Why would you know, because again, you you there, you see that there's something just different about her that she would go after Pete instead of Don or even Ken. It's just strange.
0: I don't know. Now here's the thing: I don't know if she if she is pursuing Pete um, because she likes him or because she had as he had already started something with her. You know what I mean? Like, he had shown an interest in her. Yeah, and then he got married. Okay. It's just... You know know. what I mean, though? I mean, you know, it's like, okay, we've already had something. We're exchanging glances in the office a lot. I mean, I think that might be it. But Kinsey made out with her. Uh, Kinsey doesn't count as a human. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's right. All right. Uh, So then we move on to the phone operator, and this is... This is this is a bit strange for me because, and I'd like to talk about this and uh, as if um, they, they slipped something by us, the writers, because I don't remember Sal ever getting married, but yet in this episode, he's not. Right. So do you remember in, in any of the later episodes him getting married? Yes. Oh.
1: It's not a big deal. It's not like they made a big deal about it with Campbell, but it's just more mentioned.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, he got married. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, so oh, one, yeah. of the, the, one of the phone operators, uh, actually, uh, I think the phone operator that ends up chopping someone's foot off, um, here's, uh, Salvador Romano, uh, talking to his mother in, uh, Italian and, uh, she actually, just finds it very attractive. She does find it very attractive. Obviously the accent and she gets a little recon from Joan. It does get a little recon from Joan. And they, it's funny because they drop a lot of hints, um, of things that, um, are commonly thought of to be uh, attributes of um, a homosexual male, such as uh, we'll call it having a very, very close relationship with his mother, and dressing extremely well and wearing a lot of um, uh, expensive uh, cologne. European, European expensive cologne. Now, John, these are things that maybe some of us do. It doesn't mean that you're uh, that 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 you're gay, but these are just stereotypes, John. That people can live up to. Absolutely. Okay. And We're we sensitive possibly- here on the Mad Men recap. That's all I'm saying. Are we? Moving
1: on. All right. So <laughs> we, go to the, we go upstairs now, okay. and Don gets called into Cooper's office, doesn't really know why, and you know, Cooper gives him a bonus, $2,500, practically mm-hmm. a year's salary of what the accounts guys are getting.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think uh, it's very interesting the way Cooper puts it. You know, He says that he and Don are very similar. That they're selfish, they're completely uninterested in others. Mm-hmm. You know, they're reasonable, productive, and unsentimental people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he points out a book called *Atlas Shrugged* by Ayn Rand. Have you read it? I have. And I haven't. Oh,
0: you had <laughs> me! You had me. <laughs> oh. You know I can't read. Uh, <laughs> no, no I, I, I have no idea uh, what that book right. would possibly be about. <laughs> I actually, I,
1: I did look it up on our <laughs> on our Wikipedia friend, yeah. yes. the, the page. And, um, you know, it was very well uh, received when it came out. Uh, it was pretty much like what would happen if the people in charge are no longer there. Okay. So, I don't know how well it translates to the show. But, in the end, Don gets a lot of money.
0: Yes, and that's what's important, isn't it, John?
1: Yeah. And then we pop back to the... Sal Romano storyline. Lois Sadler stumbles into the office. He, she meets the other brains down there in the art department: Marty Faraday and Dwayne Davis. Look at you, complete goobs. By the way, John. Yeah. As someone much. who is
0: uh, who is uh, kind of in to an effect the art department, uh, per- I take a personal uh, offense. Offense to this, a personal offense. Because
1: right. you've never worked with any goobs. I'm
0: well, moving on.
1: All right. But yeah, she, I mean, she pretty much throws herself at Sal. Oh, man. When,
0: when Marty offers to walk her to the, to the office, she's like, just point me there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, no one wants to get walked anywhere by that guy. And I'll tell you why, John, and I don't mean this to be offense to anyone else, but if you wear a bow tie, no one likes you. No one? No one. What about Bill Nye? No one. Thank you for reiterating what I just said. But, uh,
1: you know, and then and then another stereotype, Sal points out, you know, how important it is to be a snappy dresser.
0: That's not that's a good thing, though. That's right. true. That is true. That's that's true in any in any walk of life. John.
1: Yeah. And you know what else is true? That you would flip out if your wife just sat down on the couch where you cheated on her.
0: <laughs> that's true, because in the next scene, we see Pete Campbell kind of uh, thinking about his day um, at his desk, having a drink. And um, who's his uh, who's his girl? Trudy. No, no, no. His, his girl out front, his uh. Oh, Hildy. Hildy uh, calls and says, your, your wife is here. He's like, Well, put her on the phone, you know, like uh, light up a line. And he's like, No, 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 she's here, like outside. And he, he freaks out, uh, runs to the door. Um, they, they were supposed to move today, actually. Uh, they were moving. supposed to go super. Well, he was supposed to go supervise it, though. Like the guy's coming in, moving the stuff. And uh, he doesn't really want to go and uh, Trudy comes to uh, to celebrate the fact that they're moving because, John, that's an exciting day. Yeah, and, well, they uh, just bought an apartment. It's theirs. Yeah, they're not renting. Exactly. And uh, she brings a bottle of champagne, and she's all excited. She's like, let's walk down there together. He's like, that's 30 blocks as he's changing, flipping uh, things on the sofa because <laughs> that's gross. That was gross. That was gross. I got gross. to say, that was a little too much for Paul. Uh, and uh, first of all, one of you have already flipped that that. Yes. You know what I mean? If, if, things, if things had gotten out, out of control, uh, oh, yeah. maybe you would have flipped that immediately. Or gotten some seltzer. Maybe you're hoping Kinsey sits on it. <laughs> I know I would. To get back at him for the Chinaman in the office? For everything. Um, and so he kind of gets a little rough with her. Like, listen, this is my job. And oh, he's
1: such an ass. No,
0: he's an ass. And he kind of barks back. She she kind of barks back a little bit. But then she's like, you know what? I understand. Okay, fine. Um, and that scene was just pretty much that and gross. Yeah. Uh, then we uh, flash forward to um, them presenting the makeup work.
1: Yeah. So this is something you probably really enjoyed. Another another more of an ad you know, nice. advertising uh, type of scene. Where Don, I mean, the whole the whole Jesus thing. Like, I'm not here to tell you oh, about it. Oh, that's Jesus. right.
0: This was amazing. I forgot about this. Uh, this was too far. No one would do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, mean, you mean no one would stand up and say, we're done here? You're a non-believer. You're
0: a non-believer? Where the hell do you get that,
1: man? Well, no, I mean, I, I can appreciate his point. It's like, you've been going a certain way. You're fourth. And we give you a novel, fresh, really great idea. No, yes. It's, and you want to keep going your way. And then, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, this is just, I think,
0: I think, crazy. you know, there's, there was probably a better way to say that. I mean, that was, that, that, that was a bit aggressive. I obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. obviously with the Jesus line, um, but I mean, it makes complete sense. And I mean, I think, uh, a good, um, account manager or, or just, you know, um, project manager has to do that all the time has to say, listen, what you're doing is not working for you. If you don't get on board with what we're trying to sell you, we can't do anything for you. Right. You know what I mean? We can't.
1: That's a valid point. Yes. If we just repackage
0: what you're doing now, you know, you're going to keep losing and you're going to blame us.
1: And then I love it when the guy, you know, acquiesces and they decide to go that way and then they're on their way out and he goes, you know, thanks a lot, Don. And Don goes, we'll see.
0: Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's not a science.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was pretty that was that was pretty good. And then yeah, all all the guys in the meeting were like, honestly, the Jesus thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah, I mean because Ken, Ken says, you know, it's better than hanging him and dangling him by his ankles. But uh it's pretty much the yeah. same thing, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. But, you know, so they all celebrate, they all go into the office, they're super happy. You know, Peggy's just kind of, you know, like oh, I'm
0: not in there. Wait, just just one thing though. Yeah. Um. The kind of the second guy in command there for Beaujolais. Elliot. Elliot, yes, John. Damn it. Uh, here, and I missed this the first time. Uh, they they went through the episode. I think. I mean, they certainly do set him up as uh, a bit a, a bit uh, light in the loafers, if you know what I mean. All right. <clears throat> He's and I mean these are just all kind of stereotypical kind of things, but. He's kind of wearing a he's wearing a pink shirt, uh, pink and navy tie, very, very, very. I mean, all these guys are put together, but you know, he's at a bit of a different level, and he's talking about, uh, he's talking about the uh, the architecture in the hotel that they're staying. It's a bit, you know, it could kind of go either way, but he's a bit, effeminate uh, no. about
1: it. Yeah, no, absolutely, they're completely yeah. setting it up.
0: Yeah, but, they, but yeah, uh, so uh, all the guys are back in the office and they're laughing and they, uh, and they call Betty and say, hey, bring us some ice. She's feeling a little down. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, she's, you know, she was hoping to hear that her copy went well. Right. And so they bring her in and, uh, and Don says, you know, uh, congratulations, you know, have a drink. Oh, yeah. They're really, uh, really complimentary. And uh, they asked her uh, if she uh, would have another drink. And after, did, did she, she felt like a writer yet? And she's like, "Oh, I don't know." And then, uh, and she's, she, she's like, they ask her if she wants another drink, and she says, "No, no." She's like, "They're like, well, then you're definitely not a writer."
1: No, I thought that was the best. I mean, that, that really felt like something that wasn't videotaped. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that felt like something that you would see anywhere. It was
0: a great. It was really well delivered. It was. It was good. It was a good scene. It was a good scene. So then this this next thing is is really important because uh Betty kind of runs into the uh the hen house as they might call it and starts telling some of the girls that her Peggy, copy Peggy. Uh, oh, what a, yes Peggy sorry sorry listeners I'm Sorry. So then uh Peggy goes uh into the hen house to yeah. start talking about the copy. Um and the other ladies are really excited for her but Joan not so much.
1: Right, right. You know, I I think uh and again I, we see this in just a little bit. That they have very differing views. You know, Joan feels like she should be focused on looking looking good. Yeah. And uh, Peggy feels like she should be more flouting her intelligence, which she did not flout by sleeping with Pete. Oh, takes, um, but oh, people takes. make mistakes. As but yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Um, Joan doesn't seem exactly thrilled. She even says, "You know, it's nice to hear your other work wasn't suffering needlessly." No. Yeah, a little blow little blow, blow. but, um, you know, she, she runs into the office and she, you know, pretty much just stares down Pete and Mm. like, Oh, you got to come out to PJ Clark's, you know, since we're going early, you could still get home at the normal time, you know, let's go.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was a little weird. And then, you know, and then you see Lois, um, doing the fake phone call to Sal and inviting him to the PJ Clark's and he says, he'll be there and we'll see if he actually goes there.
0: Right. So then this next thing, this is kind of out of nowhere. I didn't see this coming uh, in the episode, but uh, Don goes to visit. Um, Midge. Midge. Thank you. Um, and Midge is hanging out at her apartment with all of her hippie, no good friends. Absolutely. And uh, Don's like, let's go to Paris. And she's like, right now. And he's like, yeah. And pulls out the check. And and I don't, I don't know, John, because I'm not a lady. But I would imagine that if um, a Don Draper type guy comes and says, I'm taking you to Paris right now, um, you would giggle and laugh and say, yeah. 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 Um, and that did not happen. Uh, no. She, she, I don't even know how she gets out of it. I don't know if she, she says no or whatever. But No,
1: she goes, I have a very special evening planned. And then he finds out it's to get high and listen to
0: Miles. Which I got to say is right up there with uh, Paris neck and neck neck and neck yeah um and so they just kind of do that uh we have not seen don high before um but uh he's uh i think he's enjoying himself
1: oh absolutely. Oh, it was so funny when when they offer him the joint and he's like no mm,
0: okay. yeah <laughs> um and so he goes uh he goes into the bathroom and finds himself self staring at a mirror and here we get the whole thing of the hobo code he has a right. flashback to when he was a boy Digging holes in the, uh, in the yard, apparently. That's what you do on the farm. That's what I used to do. And, I remember uh, that. Thank you. Uh, and, and a hobo came by. A very, very well, uh, well-spoken hobo. Yeah, well-dressed, well-mannered. Well, as well-dressed as you can be, being a right. hobo. I mean, right, right, when you're wearing hobos. the same clothes every day. Man, were his parents tough. Mom, not real nice, kind of greasy looking. And Dad, kind of a son of a bitch. Yeah. Let me be honest with you. I don't know what he's working on on that car there. He seems to be making no progress, though. (laughs) So, uh... But the the mom... You know, the mom's... The mom's a lot
1: nicer than you would think. I mean, you know, she says, yeah, you can come stay with us. You can eat. I'll wash
0: your clothes. You could do some work tomorrow. Right. Kind of deal. And I think the real... The real real kind of crux is you get to see a little bit of of Don's uh, parents and where he came from. But then you also get... Um, maybe the beginning of what kind of gives Don the attitude he's got, and and him to have the foresight to get out of um, out of there. Uh, this hobo kind of has a little conversation with him, uh, and talks about the hobo code.
1: Yeah, this is after we find out the hobo is not a communist.
0: That just seems like thank God. Week. No, that's the first thing I ask new people when I meet them. The first thing? Are you a pinko commie? Wow, that's how's first. that go. You know, usually not good. <laughs>
1: but no, because before we actually see the two of them have the uh, the conversation, um, you know, we go back and and see Sal with Elliot.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. They 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 come back out of the. Uh... Yeah, okay. yeah. They come because like it. it, it they oh, have right. dinner. They
1: have dinner, and then they come out, and they show Sal going to the hotel instead of the bar, meeting Elliot for some drinks. And uh, again, they have just—they really kind of feed the stereotypes, and you get more and more that feeling that uh, that they're gay. Um, and then it flashes to the bar, the P.J. Clark's. Uh, the whole office has come out early to celebrate Peggy and get drunk, and
0: or just to celebrate Friday
1: or any day after work. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see Freddie Rumpson again, hammered, spills his drink all over the gla- uh, ground. I love that guy. Yeah, you see, Lois looking around for Sal, and Joan, Joan points out the other two guys from the art department, and Lois gets sick. Goops. Goobs, goobs. Oh, uh, and uh,
0: and she dances with uh, Paul Kinsey. Well, they they
1: they have a little bit of a history. Yeah. God, he's but, so creepy. Uh, you know, but the 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 big song, the Twist and Shout, comes on. Or I'm sorry, just Twist. Uh, the the Twist song comes on.
0: Everybody starts dancing.
1: Every, everybody except Creepy Pete. Um, he's just sitting there, being a being a poop, being a poop. Okay.
0: Uh, it is funny because Pe- Peggy does kind of a weird, creepy dance to him. She's twisting you. I know, but it's just it's taken a long time to get there. What's so all I'm saying?
1: I think you're off on that one. I
0: I I, I found it. It made me uncomfortable, John.
1: She, oh, please. Okay. So she does the twist over to him to ask him to dance, and he again just awful. And I don't get it. He's like, I don't like you like this. I don't know what that means. That's all he said to her. What does that mean?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Man, we're already at 50 minutes. Let's just, uh, let's let's move on through, listeners.
1: Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so she gets upset. She's crying. We go back to the hotel. We see Sal and Elliot uh, finishing off the drink. Um, and Elliot invites him up to the room. And you know, Sal turns him down. He's he, he's kind of in denial because he's like, I know what I want. And Ellie goes, What are you afraid of? And you know, Sal answers, Are you joking? Yeah. And we'll actually see in season three what he's
0: afraid of. Oh yeah, it comes true. It's true. And I don't know that how that where that other guy gets off, but he's obviously more comfortable with it. Sal is still very much. in. But, and
1: he's uh, in not in New that. York. That other guy. That yeah, other guy. I know.
0: That's what's kind of surprising, though. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a better time of it in New York than you are. Uh, Maybe. Uh, well, Depending on where you are. <laughs> well, I don't know. But anyways, uh, so so th- then we flash back to the uh, to the hippie commune, <laughs> and uh, they're <laughs> the doing, bunny hop. they're doing the bunny hop. I mean, Don does just not belong here, and I think he's really starting to understand that this is just, this is not going to work for him.
1: Right. And he takes a quick picture of Midge and Roy, and then the flashback happens again, where the famous. Favorite line of yours is
0: yes, I'm a whore child. <laughs> Just the way the kid delivers it is hilarious. I don't <laughs> care who you are.
1: But yeah, the you know, the guy the guy the the hobos starts talking about, you know, how he, he was tied down for a while with a wife and a mortgage and couldn't breathe, couldn't sleep, and you know, now he's out on his own, sleeps like a stone.
0: Sleeps like a stone.
1: And he tells, you know, he tells the boy, you know, mind your mom and get out of here. Yeah. So and he gives him all the codes. You know all the. You know this means good food. This means watch out for the dog. This means a dishonest man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and then um,
0: this means tells a sad story. Yeah, oh, I thought that was a good one. Yeah, a good one, yeah,
1: yeah. But um, you know, then then back to the apartment. The photo develops, and Don goes. You know, you guys are in love. I don't know. I don't know about that one. You know. Oh, just, I
0: totally know about that one. Totally. They're all hippies.
1: Like really, they're all I, in, they're they in
0: love with each other. I think it's just more of a thing that you know she's not. I think he, he in a way gets tired of, she's not, she's not all about him. Right. Most women are. But she never has been. I know, but I think she, I think it's, she's pulling further and further. And, Uh, And Roy's there more and more often. It's, it's happened twice. You don't know that.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. But anyways, so, you know, he says, you guys are in, you guys are in love, um, and, uh, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. Don's, um, listening to, the, you know, they never name the guy that's in the, the Fez hat. Yeah. They, they, you never learn his name, but he just kind of keeps talking and talking about, um, how bad Don is. And, and Don's like, um, you know, why don't you make something of yourself? And they, they're like, like you, you know, so there, there you really see the divide yeah between the groups and, um, and Don's like, look, there's no, you know, there's no, there's no system one's against you. The universe is indifferent. And he's like, you know, come on, Midge. You and I <laughs> Paris now. And she says, When oh, no. he
0: says the universe is indifferent, the guy in the fez hat's like, why did you have to say that, man? Oh, yeah. He was so bummed out. It, like, <laughs> was, it
1: ruined his buzz. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he goes, you know, let's go right now. And she turns him down. So maybe, maybe there was something to what he said about the two of them being together.
0: I think, like I said, if you offer you offer a girl Paris and she turns you down, it's... Yeah.
1: yeah. But then, you know, then he does something kind of weird. He, like, buys her off. You know, he takes that bonus check and just signs it over to her.
0: Yeah, I, we were talking about this before, though. I feel like it's almost, though, it's almost like, you know, like, thanks. I I don't want to say thanks for the good times. But I think it was just, you know, it, it was a, a goodbye. I think that's fair. That's fair. It was, but it was a goodbye. It was like a goodbye, thanks... Thanks for the good times. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they, and there there had been a disturbance in the um, in the building, and uh, the cops were there. They were just right outside the door. And Roy says, "You can't go out there, man." And Don responds with, "You can't go out there because yeah, it doesn't fantastic. matter how high Don is. You know, he's fine. He's in a suit and a tie, and you know." Yep, he has he's, a hat on. He yeah, looks put together. Exactly. And he does. He walks right past the cops and heads home. Um, yeah. And then I I felt... I don't know how I felt about this. He When he gets home, he goes up to Bobby's room and is like, you can ask me anything, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I was, just, I was like, whatever. Don't wake I up these kids. I
1: think this kind of sealed the fate for the uh, the Bobby actor as far as needing <laughs> a new one.
0: Well, you're woken up, man. Yeah, it's true. He didn't look that tired. He, <laughs> he just... I understand he's a little kid. But hey, there's many other little. little kids. Did you see this little kid? He's real. He's real little. He's he is. Like, he probably I mean, really is. He's probably not even five. Man. I don't know. I don't know. I can't age children. I don't know the ages. But he looks small. Yeah. Okay.
1: But yeah, anyway, so he, he does the whole promise. I'll never lie to you. And then you go to the flashback uh, where you see the hobo leaving and the dad does not give him the money that was promised. Mm-hmm. And Don runs out and sees the, the image for the dishonest man on the signpost
0: man what a dick
1: yeah i mean you know that's because that's his real dad you know i mean you always hear you you heard many times in the show how the mom's not his mom it was his prostitute mom died but you know that's that's his dad and so to have your dad be you know the bad guy that's got to suck
0: well your dad is also having poor children too so i mean let's let's be honest he didn't start out so good Oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so the end scene is uh Peggy goes into the office early, early again, hoping maybe to see Pete. I mean, obviously, and uh, no one's there. And as people start to come in in the morning, she sees Pete come in, doesn't even look at her, walks straight to the office. I think, um, purposely, uh, does not make eye contact. He's trying to make it clear that uh, what happened happened, and uh, that's going to be it. Which is what happened the first time. Exactly. Dick. Um, okay. And then with an the episode ends with Don going into his, uh, into his office. Yeah. Great last shot. Great. Uh, so, wow. I mean, look, we couldn't even do... We did just barely these two episodes in just under an hour, John. But they were
1: great episodes. I mean, there's a lot in these. They're all great, John. Come on. But uh, I, have, I have some uh, exciting breaking news. Okay. At least live. You know, this is as live as it gets. We are live. Yeah. We're all, we are live. Um, the Mad Men came down successfully with the Golden Globe for Best Drama. All right. Let's hear it. Yeah. Well done. Well done, guys. Well done. Now, you know, um, both uh, Don Draper and Betty were nominated for Actors, and they did not secure the awards. But, you know, I think that's just remarkable that this show has won again mm-hmm. for Best Drama. That's fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Um I don't mean to be a meanie, but uh, let's be honest. D- January Jones is Betty. Right. It's she's obvious, not like no. she's not even acting. Right. Right, I no, love no, her. She's a very very pretty woman, very nice, and nothing against her, but people, honestly, I just don't see how you could nominate her for a best actress in her category or in any category. She's just not uh versatile. She's just not acting. Right. But you know, again, way to go. Way to the, go, everybody. Well done, oh, everyone. The show. Uh, well we done. want to make sure
1: we give some pub to our wonderful listeners. We do have uh, great listeners, John. We're going to hit the uh, email inbox. The, ba- the, the, the mailbag. I just, I just want to point out to you once again that, in fact, I was right. We did have confirmation from our listener, Adrian, that you do leave the magazine outside the jacket, not inside. According to her, the curb taught her that bulges are not acceptable. And you can explain why the jacket was in the pocket, the the magazine was in the jacket.
0: Excuse me in advance, but that is bullshit. Oh come on! It is, John. I'm not. I'm not taking it, and I, I'm. That's only one one other listener's opinion. That's so, true. Uh, All right. If anyone else would like to email in on my side, I'm surprised there hasn't been hundreds of thousands. But uh, <clears throat> that's stupid. You don't keep a you don't keep a magazine or anything in those outside pockets. And you're wrong. All right. Uh, we had another email from Joe Ewing who wanted to. Um, point out something we missed in one of the episodes. Um, He says, I enjoy the chat immensely, though I did feel you uh, skipped superficially over a couple of issues. The scene where Don has left the birthday party and has a reflection uh, of the train passing when he's in his car there uh, is a big sign to me that this guy is quite troubled. I'm not saying Don is necessarily suicidal in this scene, but it is definitely implied a man contemplating something. There I agree. There is a definite rise in tension and there, uh, that there is only elevated in the next scene uh, when Don brings home a dog for the kids. Absolutely. And I'm going to have to agree we did gloss over that and uh, that's why we um, actually knocked this show down to two episodes so we could try to be a little bit more in-depth, which I think we did. We went I think we did.
1: I think gloss. we covered these pretty well. Uh, um, um, I do want to head to the to the website, the com. We got a comment on the last post from Florencia, saying that she loved the 2010 podcast, says that we're still funny, which is nice to hear, and she still wants an I Hate Henry Francis t-shirt. How is that going?
0: Not good. Not Not good, good. John. Uh, As you know, as John knows, I do do tend to make t-shirts. I have not had time, nor do I think I will, to uh, make up a Henry Francis t-shirt, but if I do have some... Some down moments. I'll uh, put some thought toward it, and maybe we'll uh, print a few up. And by a few, I mean maybe four. Why don't, we,
1: why don't we shoot for the start of season four? Shoot for
0: "I Hate Henry Francis" uh, season four party. Let's try, to, let's try to put together like ten t-shirts okay.
1: by the uh, you know by August, so we have them for when the season comes out. Okay.
0: All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not promising, but no I, promise. Will, I will say okay to what you just said to me. All right. Uh, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we want to remind you to please go to the madmanrecap.com. We have installed a super cool new thing called Google Voice. Uh, I just want to give you a heads up. Now you can leave a voicemail message for John and I, and when Kate shows up, Kate, um, to, uh, give your feedback on the show. Uh, cause writing emails isn't nearly as fun as, uh, as speaking. Uh, So what happens is you click on the icon, just so you're not weirded out, you click on the icon and you put in your name and your phone number. And what happens is that Google then calls your phone and you answer and then it connects you to the Mad Men Recap voicemail box and you leave a message. So uh, please do. I'll be very sad if our uh, voicemail box doesn't at least have one call by next week's show. And uh, I'm excited, John. Well, I called. Does that count? It doesn't count. Please Uh, speak loudly and clearly because I got to say it doesn't record you that well. So if you speak, try to speak as clearly as you can Enunciate. (laughs) open your mouth uh, when you talk because it is it can get a little tough because you're going phone to phone. So uh, but we look forward to and we will obviously play them on the show because I can be able to download them from Google and uh, we can play them on the show. That's fantastic. Did you get any more artwork? Sadly, no, no more artwork. But I tell you what, uh, the artwork that we have got is beloved, John.
1: I've heard I've heard many positive uh, feedbacks on it. People
0: are loving it. Uh, people that aren't even Mad Men fans. They, uh, you can't get around someone photoshopped into a centaur uh, as, no, as no. not awesome. No, you can't. Not awesome. So anyway, we will shoot to do another episode next week. I hope we can. We've been doing real well, John.
1: I think so. I like this. I think uh, cutting down the format to a couple shows, being a little more in depth, this is the way
0: to go. Okay, and of course, listeners, you can let us know if you if you'd rather us gloss a little more. uh, Let us know. Uh, Maybe Kate will be back next week. Who knows? She might stay out in L.A. to keep partying and uh, find herself a star. Uh, But I'm hoping she makes it back. So uh, next time, John. That sounds good. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.